This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. This week, we will celebrate the feast day for St. Andre Bisset. In the world, it's January 6th, but in Canada, it's January 7th. So actually, you could, you could take two days. Considering that our Pope has just proclaimed the year of St. Joseph, it's, it's kind of fitting that we would focus on not simply St. Andre Bisset's life, but what drove his life, his devotion to St. Joseph. He was considered the apostle of St. Joseph, and also he considered himself St. Joseph's little dog. So this year that has recently been proclaimed by the Pope, a year of St. Joseph. That began December 8th on the feast of the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception. And it will go through the same feast, 2021. So a year and one day long, which is, which is just beautiful. And I'm so grateful to Pope Francis for doing this because we really do need St. Joseph. And Andre Bisset gives a very beautiful example of what it means to partner with a saint in heaven who is your patron and the one that, that, that you're partnered with in this life and, and the fruit that it others in heaven. For instance, Catherine of Siena, he gave Mary Magdalene to her as a partner. Not many people know that. And we have to think, we have patron saints, saints that we're named after, uh, saints that we take their name at confirmation, and those saints that come to us in our life at different phases and at different times in our lives. And during these times that are given to us, we are really to respond to that spiritual nudging and partner with them for a particular time in our life or a particular season. But for Andre Bisset, the whole season of his life, it seems since he was a young boy, was St. Joseph. And he learned about St. Joseph from his mother. And St. Andre Bisset didn't have an easy go of it. He was orphaned young. First, his father died. I'm not sure how old he was. He was like maybe nine, eight or nine. His father died in a logging accident. And then his widowed mother died a couple years later. And so he had to go live with an aunt and uncle. And, and he was small and he was sickly and he... He just had a hard time keeping a job, not because he didn't have good work ethic, but just because he was sick a lot and and didn't have 
good strength for working, especially in hard laborious jobs. And I guess I should give you the, the time that he was born in 1845. And he lived till uh, 1937 and he died at the age of 91. So he lived a long time. But what happened in his years is that his life journey takes him to become a brother for the congregation of the Holy Cross. And he never could do jobs that were too taxing for him. He was given the most menial jobs. He would ring the la the, the matins bells. He would be a doorkeeper answering the door. He would work in the kitchen. He becomes a a doorman for the college run by that religious community. And what happens over time is that, now, now consider this time in history, certainly in the late 1800s, there was not good communication. A lot of times a whole apartment building would only have one telephone or everything went by mail. Communication was slow. And even though communication was slow, his reputation as the doorman at the college spread worldwide. And the reason was because he gave amazing advice and many cures and healings happened as a result of people talking to him. and he referring them to St. Joseph and he himself petitioning St. Joseph on their behalf. And so when you, you want to think about this, also it makes me think of Therese of Lisieux, who after she died, you know, her, her diary was published and just this kind of a grassroots spreading of the word of mouth thing, not that many copies were published, People started writing in about miracles that happened after they read her life and petitioned her and one thing led to another and she became one of the greatest saints of all time. And this was before you know, communication was was very efficient. And so when you when you realize really how difficult it was for word to get out and spread, that when something like this happens, you know that the breath of the Holy Spirit is what's powering it that the Lord is behind this spread. And it was in the case of St. Andre. I want to tell you a little bit about St. Andre from a personal point of view. My mother, who was born in, I think she was born in 1919. Anyway, somewhere around there. My mother knew of him. She was a child by the time that he became very famous. And as a young child, she had three siblings, two brothers and a sister, and their mother became very sick. Now, she didn't know what the sickness was. She was just a little girl. But in those days, when people got sick, often they didn't get well, and her mother wasn't getting well. There was an expectation that she would not get out of that bed that she had been confined to for so long. And so Brother Andre was alive and he was well known. Newspaper articles were written about him and things like that. And, and it was kind of the talk. 
And when you think about it, and digressing to this idea of how communication happens, when you think about it, there wasn't this plethora of information always always competing for our attention. When something fantastic happened, it was the one focus. Where in our society now, there's so many different focuses between politics and culture and, and, and movies and movements and all kinds of things. There's so many things happening at once that are vying for our attention that even though communication moves quickly, there's a lot of it moving. And in those days, somebody like Andre Bessette would have, would have stood out and that would have been the talk. And it was even among the adults. And of course, the children heard what the adults were saying. And so my mother and her siblings knew about him. Now he's alive. He's not a saint that you can pray to in heaven and petition. But I'm sure their, their guardian angels were operative because they knelt down, the four of them, and they prayed uh, to Brother Andre. They made a petition to him. It wasn't through a telephone. It was through prayer delivered by their guardian angels for their mother. And their mother got up and she was healed. And that's all they remember. And the children, you know, as they grew up into adulthood, passed the story on. My mother passed it to me. I remember when I was a young woman and I had a child of my own, my first, my first boy, and my mom was going through some things and she pulled out this old, yellowed, very yellowed newspaper clipping. And it was all in French because this was from Quebec. And in it was... Uh, you know, like a black and white photo, of course it had yellowed too, of all these crutches and things on a wall. And it was an article about St. Andre uh, from her time. And I I remember looking at that and her telling me the story and everything. And, and you know, I didn't, I was young and, and kind of unaware. You know, I'm kind of a late bloomer when it comes to this Catholic thing, even though I knew about stuff like that. But I didn't give it a lot of attention. I didn't press her for information, and I should have. So my mom is gone now, and I, I would have liked to known a little bit more about the perspective in Quebec then in her life when the Catholic Church was flourishing there, and now it's, and now it's not. You know, it's kind of like Europe. The Catholic religion has really all but died away. They have all their big cathedrals and buildings and things, but but a lot of it has really gone downhill as far as a fervor for the faith. Uh, that was her story, and so I have a connection to uh, St. Andre. St. Andre wanted to honor St. Joseph, and his congregation did give him permission to begin a, a project to build a chapel dedicated to St. Joseph, which he did, and, and it was kind of a small one to begin with, uh, but he did want to honor St. Joseph, and so like he would cut hair and take donations uh, for this project, but actually it, it, he began what was to be St. Joseph's oratory, and of course it was not completed till years after he died, but it is the largest shrine in the world that's dedicated to St. Joseph. And I do believe that from heaven, he was an advocate for this, for this oratory and his way to honor St. Joseph. But there were so many miracles attributed to him. And Brother Andre, he cared so much for the sick. 80,000 letters a, a year would come in to him asking for his prayers. People 
would come to meet him and see him. And of course, when when somebody becomes this popular, uh, even if it's out of desperate need, when they become this popular, others are jealous. And 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 Brother Andre was just simple. He was uneducated, and and his advice was simple. He would just tell people, well. I'll quote him. When you invoke St. Joseph, you don't have to speak much. You know your Father in Heaven knows what you need. Well, so does his friend St. Joseph. Tell him, if you were in my place, St. Joseph, what would you do? This is a simple, simple advice. You know, he would say, go to St. Joseph, apply the St. Joseph oil. He'd have some oil that burned in lamps in the, in his, uh, in St. Joseph's honor, and he would give this oil to people. Today, two million people visit St. Joseph's Oratory every year. Isn't that amazing? And so Brother Andre's um, heart is in a special reliquary there in the Basilica. In this year of St. Joseph, I hope to bring to you many more saints who loved St. Joseph and why. So you get to know their lives, understand the fruit of that relationship with St. Joseph. So that's one of the goals of the show this year. Get excited about St. Joseph. Have him on your spiritual team. Get to know him. Ask your guardian angel to help you in this relationship and certainly our Blessed Mother. She really desires that you would know her husband, Joseph, and our Lord Jesus Christ is so honored when we honor him his spiritual father, St. Joseph. Pray with me. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Durko, produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit materdayradio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.